0: Hello again and welcome in. Wherever you are today, wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4:4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida, And here at Central, as we've talked about over the last few weeks in in the podcast, we just kicked off our six-week Coinonea series, and and to start, began with the question of why together. And so all this week, we've gone through a Sunday morning lesson on it, and, and small group discussion, and daily devos on this topic, and we've beat this thing pretty hard, and will continue to do so because it's so very important. It was so important that even though the word koinonia does not even appear in our reading of Scripture until the New Testament, the, the idea of koinonia goes back to the very beginning of mankind. With, with God saying in Genesis chapter 2, it is not good. It is not a good thing for man to be alone. And so what does he do? He sends a helper, uh, Eve, a, a person, a relationship to join with Adam and do this thing called life with him. And we see it come to life in, in what we're going to talk about this week with uh, w- with Nehemiah and the, and, and the rebuilding of the wall, that they, they did it together and, and there was joint participation, right? And we'll talk more about that this next week, but you see God in his wisdom from the very beginning put within us this need to, to be together, to not be alone. And And we've looked at Romans chapter 12 this week and how Paul says we belong to each other and we can help each other and we can be there for each other. And, and it's just a huge concept for us to get. And so honestly, As you tap into this word, koinonia, what God has said about it, and you compare it to your life, before we talk about anything else, I want you to seriously consider what your life has looked like when you've tried to go at it alone. When you value your independence more than joint participation with someone, as I mentioned on Sunday, usually that doesn't look good statistics actually back up that that when we choose to do life alone when we choose to go at things by ourselves that we choose the life of destruction and, and we fall flat on our face and really bad things can happen and do happen. So what I want to talk to you about today for your 44 is is not anything different than anything you've heard all throughout the week. But maybe, I hope, put in a different way to truly get the first part of what we're after in building Koinonia. And it starts where we began this week, in Romans chapter 12 and verse 5. And that's also where I want to end this week, because it, it reads that we, who are many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, that that we belong to each other. And verse 6, we have gifts. We have gifts that differ. They're different than each other, than one another. Uh, According to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. This is a beautiful verse that speaks exactly and directly to what this word Nia really is. And so really in thinking about this over the last week, it's, it's really made me think on something that we all love to think about, and that's food. So hopefully if you uh, are, are listening to this like, you've, you've already eaten because, you know, you, you're about to get a little hungry, I guess, even if you have eaten, because I, I want to tell you about my mom's poppy seed chicken casserole. Now, you might be saying, as I say that, well, Jed, come on, man, that's nothing. I make that all the time. Yeah, it's really good. Well, sorry, guys, you haven't had my mom's poppy seed chicken. It's unbelievable. And as kids, this was... This was our favorite night when she would make this. There were zero leftovers. We ate to the full and loved every part of it. It just wasn't going to happen that there would be leftovers. We, we wouldn't let that go down. Now, I bring this up because, honestly, poppy seed chicken casserole, that, that's a fairly simple recipe. I, I think, what, chicken, poppy seeds, Ritz crackers on top, some melted butter, some cream of chicken, some cheese— And yet every one of those ingredients serves its purpose of a delicious casserole. But there was one time, and I'll never forget it, my siblings won't forget it, and my mom, unfortunately, won't ever live it down, where she decided to add something that didn't fit into the recipe. For some reason, one time she decided to put water chestnuts into the casserole and it scarred us for life. You see, that ingredient just didn't fit. It didn't work. It wasn't good. It was crunchy. It was nasty. It was not what poppy seed chicken is supposed to be. It was no good. And that night there were lots of leftovers. And I know she's listening. So mom... On behalf of your 10 kids, we forgive you, but you're still not ever going to live that one down. So I bring this up, though, because it reminds me of what is being said here in Romans chapter 12. And in the context of food, what it says is be an ingredient, be the right ingredient, be an ingredient that belongs to the others. And when we're that when we know our role in that, when we know what ingredient we are to make up the one casserole, the one body in Christ, let me just tell you, when we are that and we do belong, it's delicious. It smells good. It tastes good. It's a beautiful thing. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. But you jump on in with your water chestnuts, whatever that may be, You decide you want to be crunchy and you want to be nasty and and you want to be a part of the recipe. It doesn't work and it comes out bad. And there are leftovers, which there were. So the first part of your 44, I'll I'll keep it easy. Be an ingredient. Be the right ingredient. And those ingredients are outlined in the rest of what Paul writes here in this chapter. Uh, Service. Teaching, leading, showing mercy, being cheerful, love, hating what's bad, clinging to what is good, being diligent, rejoicing, being devoted to prayer, hospitable, blessing those who persecute you. There, There's so much more there. But what I'm begging you to do is that if we're going to build on this word and we're going to understand the word koinonia, that you need to be an ingredient. The second part is Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16, which is part of how we're going to end this week in your daily devos um, on Saturday, on, on why together. And it's here where Paul speaks to ingredients again and to those ingredients coming together and unity. Uh, but he says in verse 16 that he, Christ, is, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. He is the one that puts all of those ingredients together and it's delicious. And it goes on to say, as each part does its own special work, as each person is an ingredient, as each person makes up a part of the recipe, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You see as each ingredient fits into the recipe and does its work, does its job, it becomes something amazing. But the important part here is that it is him that makes the whole recipe come together, that makes it fit. And so again, a food story. My nanny uh, is, is what we called her. She was my grandmother. And she would make these cakes for all of our birthdays. So anytime we had a birthday, she made us a cake. So throughout the course of the year, she would make like 10 cakes for 10 kids. And they were incredible. Like chocolate icing. She would would put pecans or nuts on top. Never water chestnuts. Um, uh, It was our favorite part about our birthday was, was a nanny cake. And what was interesting about my nanny's cakes is that all of those ingredients she used and would put together tasted so good. But it didn't just taste good. It looked good, too. And every time we would dig into a cake of hers, we we would come across three toothpicks inside that cake. And so we felt like, you know, we're going to make something out of this. If we got a slice of cake and it had one of the toothpicks in it, we considered it good luck. Well, come to find out she didn't put those toothpicks in there for good luck. She put them in there to keep the cake and to keep the ingredients together and to have them fit to perfection. I've never been much of a baker, so I wouldn't know much about the toothpick method in a cake. But this just reminds me so much of what we see here in Ephesians chapter 4 that all of these ingredients come together to make something beautiful that tastes good, that smells good. And what is it that holds it all together? Ephesians chapter 4 tells us it's Him, it's Jesus. He makes it all fit together perfectly. And when we are an ingredient, when we come together, and most importantly, when we allow Him to hold us together and to perfect all of those parts, I don't even think we have the words in our vocabulary to describe what that looks like. It's, it's just wow. And so this next week, we're going to dive into coming together. All those ingredients coming together to make something beautiful and make something great. But let me encourage you, before we move into the next part and coming together, for you to think on first what ingredient you are, what role do you play, what position do you play in the building up of the body of Christ. My prayer this week is that no matter where you are, where you're listening from, that You decide today to be an ingredient and allow that ingredient to be a part of the recipe that's being made for him. I want to thank you guys so much for listening today. Now, seriously, after talking about poppy seed chicken and cake, the way I end these definitely applies today. Let's eat.